Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Each week, we get the opportunity to tell the stories of our church, as we often feature interviews with our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd like to invite you to join us this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church, as we'll begin Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. At that time, we have adult Bible fellowships and children's programs, and then you can join us for our Sunday morning worship service, which will be at 10.30 a.m. Today, we begin Harvest Time by welcoming our pastor, Pastor Gary Walton. Good morning. Half a day, Chris. We've been uh, talking through the book of Acts in our Sunday morning messages. The last few weeks, Pastor Ken Keith and Dr. Yo Shirado have been leading us through Acts chapter 7. Well, the end of Acts chapter 6 and then Acts chapter 7. This week, we're coming up to the end of the story of uh, Acts chapter 7, which is the story of Stephen and his martyrdom, his stoning. There's a really interesting verse that's found in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10. And at the end of the verse, it says, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. And there are two words in the original language that can be translated crown. One of them is the word diadem, and it's kind of an old English word, but there's an old hymn that says, bring forth the royal diadem. It really means crown, so we even use that word in English. But it's a Greek word, diadema, that's used. But the other word that's used for crown in the Greek language is the word stephan, or stephanos, or stephanon. And in Revelation 2.10, that's the word that is used. So, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life, a stephanon of life. That's the story that we find at the end of Acts chapter 7, where Stephen, Stephan, is the first Christian martyr and who was faithful unto death. And I think there's a reference to that in Revelations 2, where it's just describing the fact that when, at the end of this passage, Stephen's sort of looking up into heaven and and seeing Jesus at God's right hand. And I think that crown of life, I think, is connected with Stephen's martyrdom. So it's a really fascinating story, a sobering story, but we're looking forward to studying it together here this Sunday. I'm really glad to have with us in our studio James and Masensi Leomai. We're actually recording this a little bit earlier. James and Masensi were here for our missions conference, which is when this is going to be aired. This was a few weeks ago. But they are both graduates of Harvest Baptist Bible College. Actually, it was Harvest Baptist Bible Institute when you guys were both here. But welcome to, back to Harvest, and welcome to Harvest Time. Thank you for being on the radio with us. Tell us a little bit about where you're living and serving right now. And uh, James, maybe you could start, and then I'll back up and ask you about your backgrounds. Uh, thank you. So we're serving in Philalap Ulity. It's back in Yap. There's only few people there, probably only 300 people. And uh, we moved there six years ago, almost six years ago. So it's been uh, a great time serving the Lord on the island of Unity. I'm very excited to ask you about what God's doing there, but we should start off at the beginning of the story, all right? James, maybe you could tell us, you know, where you grew up, what your family was like, what your background was. So I, I actually grew up in Philalapulity, that's where I... Okay, that's where you're from. Uh, my dad worked at the 
power plant in Ulidi. And uh, I grew up there, go to high school there. And when I graduate, I uh, went to a secular college in Pompeii, trying to study, uh, be a computer guy. Uh-huh. But after a year there, you know, being naughty and all of this, <laughs> then I went back to Yap and back to drinking and partying. Then I fell out of a coconut tree. Really? Yeah. And broke my collarbone, so I have to go to the main island, which is, yeah, main island. And by that time, my brother, Pastor Rollins, is helping uh, Pastor Mark Simmer. So uh, I went there to stay with them. And actually, that's how I, uh, they introduced me to uh, coming to Harvest. How did you become a Christian? What was your story spiritually? So while I was there, there's... I really forgot the name of the preacher that came to Yap and preached in one of the team youth meeting. We have youth meeting on Friday in Yap, and uh, when he preached, I thought I got saved that day. I thought that I got saved because it's the very first time I hear this awesome uh, uh, news. I came here, go through the motion as a freshman, and then second year, I really thought that I was saved, and I I studied the Bible and. At my last year, because it was a three-year program, mm-hmm. and actually during a mission conference, it's um, I forgot his uh, first name, but uh, Doctor Anderson. I forgot his first name. It was during a Sunday school at the cafeteria, mm. and uh, he's here from Second Corinthians eight five. Before they give their gifts, they give themselves first. And by that time, it's my last year, and I know that I'm I'll be going back home. Because Pastor Mark has asked me to go back and uh, help in the church with the youth, uh, youth there, be a youth pastor. And that day from Sunday school, which is around 10 o'clock, I battle with that all the way to midnight at 11.40. Mm. So it's in March during a mission conference. In 2009, I go down on my knees and I realized that I wasn't a Christian. Just going through the motion, I thought that I was saved, but... And actually, I was a prayer leader that wow, year, yeah, leading those students, and I thought that I was really saved. So in March 2009, I accept Christ to be my Lord and Savior, and it has been a great, joyful ride. So, yeah, it's really a great story and very interesting that you know you were feeling like you were a Christian, but you had never yet really put your faith and trust in Jesus. Yeah. Was that hard for you? Because, I mean, everybody would have thought you were a leader. Was it hard for you to maybe humble yourself at that time? It, it's very hard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I battle with that thought from uh, morning at 10 o'clock a.m. Yeah. Because I, and I tried to push the thought away. Right. But uh, I battle with uh, that thought from morning all the way to almost midnight, 1140 mm. uh, before uh, Midnight, so, and that time I go down on my knees in Publinas Four. Still clear the picture, hmm. out in the living room there. I go down on my knees and I accept right there. I accept Christ it's because I, I know the Romans Road and those things, and they even help it more. So, it's a great story of the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Convicting our hearts yes, and sir. not letting us, you know, letting us loose until we respond and submit to His leading. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Vincenzi, uh, uh, tell us where you grew up and, and how God brought you to himself. Thank you. 
Uh, I grew up in on the island of Chuk, and uh, I was um, growing up in a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents, they're not Christians, and we just go to ju- church because we have to go to church. And uh, my dad is, uh, is an alcoholic, <laughs> so I was really struggling with the troubles that I face every day. Mm-hmm. My parents, they just uh, go through a lot of uh, troubles, divorce and all that. And I'm just so tired of that. Yeah. And uh, I was, you know, like 16 years old. I'm like in my teenager life. So I was like, I'm so tired of this life. I just wanna, why, why I'm here, why I'm here, here on earth? Yeah. What's the purpose? So, I was thinking <laughs> about to suicide or something like that. Yeah. But I know in my heart that if I did that, I'm gonna go straight to hell. Mm. And that's, uh, that scares me. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to, before I did, I practiced that, but it didn't really happen. Mm. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go to church so I can you know, maybe ask God to to see what I'm, what my next life. Because I was thinking to just go and kill myself or something like that. Yeah. Then our house, it's there's the Catholic Church is more like farther than the Baptist Church, and here is the story. I walked down on the road and it rained. Then. I'm not yet reached the Catholic Church, and I just run to the Baptist Church mm. because it's Be- yeah. I'm it's gonna, raining. It's raining, so <laughs> <laughs> wow. and I get in there. I don't really go in the church. We're not. We're not. We're not from. We're right. Catholic. Right. So, as I was standing outside, I heard this uh, guy was preaching. He's a former HBBI. His name is Inrik Nakayama. I still remember his name. Yeah. Oh, it's sad because I, I just met him two years ago. But then he was, I just was, out, I was outside and he's talking about why you here on earth. It's just like, that's the answer I'm looking for. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh, that's, oh, is that, is that real? Because God has a purpose for my life and the reason why I'm here so I can serve him. And But I didn't really enter in the church. So I go back to my house, but those things he said, but I, they didn't know that I was outside. They didn't even know yeah. you were there. Wow. wow. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to go back. You know, just the next Sunday, I'm going to go back and hear more. And the more I come back and came back and the more I, I heard about Jesus. And I, it was really clear that God made you for a reason is to serve him. And you have a reason here on earth. Because I was just thinking that, oh, there is, I'm just going to be like my auntie. I'm just going to be like my mom, you know, like grow up and face all these troubles and that. I'm, and I just, I'm just tired of that. So I'm just so thankful that I, I went there and it's God's plan. And God loves me, and that's when I start coming to church. And I really don't know that I forgot the time, but I remember he was preaching about 
one day was preaching about Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, yeah, yeah. and there is no one can come to the Father not by Jesus. So, I asked Jesus to be my personal Lord and Savior mm-hmm. at that time. Essentially, thank you for sharing that story, and man, um, you just think of how many young girls, mm-hmm. um, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, maybe some that might even be listening to the radio right now, in the way that uh, you know God brought you at a, this point of life when you didn't even want to live, mm-hmm. and you're heading to try to find some hope mm-hmm. someplace else, and He stops you by the rain. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to stand there by the church and mm-hmm. hear for the first time mm-hmm. that there's purpose, right? Yeah. There can be meaning in life, and we don't we don't have to just think that the future is going to be exactly like the past has been. God mm-hmm. can change our lives. Thank you for sharing that. It's really an awesome thing that God has done in your life. And uh, so then you you, um, you met James here at HBBI, right, at Harvest. How yes. did you get to Harvest from Chuk? Yeah, the Salhorn yeah. used to be grandma and grandpa. Like, wow. They're my missionary. They're the missionary at that time. So they're the one who helped me to come here. And... Uh, I'm just so thankful because when I came to HBBI, I, I was really safe that time because I, I really believed that Jesus died for my sin and I asked him to save me from my sin. Uh, but I'm not really grow, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my foundation is not really built, yeah. you know, on, on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. So... I'm just so thankful that I have the opportunity to come to HBPI and that's where I I really I learn more about Jesus and that's when I met James. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you met James. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were here at the same time, James, is that right? No, she's one year ahead of me. So okay. she she graduated in '08. I graduated oh nine, but for me it's just like what the speaker for uh, this conference say that uh, it's a uh, love at first sight okay <laughs> was that for her for me <laughs> for you it take me it take me a lot of begging and <laughs> on my knees <laughs> for her she was like ah <laughs> but you were persistent right yes, you but stayed god, at it god get a hold of her heart <laughs> praise the lord for that <laughs> Well, what an awesome team that God has made of you both, your mm-hmm. partnership in ministry. And you have children, right? Masensi, tell us about your children. Oh, I miss them so much. Oh, I know. They're not with us right yeah. now. I know. Matthew is um, eight years old, going to be nine in March, and Jamie's is six, she's six years old. Okay, so two kids. Yeah, and a boy and a girl. Yeah. I'm so sorry they're not with us. I would be, <laughs> I'm sure you do miss them. Yeah. So, James, you guys graduated. Uh, you graduated in 2009, got married not long after that. Is that probably what happened? Yeah, I graduated May 24, 2009, and then tied a knot on May 26, 2009. Okay, so you didn't waste any time. I didn't waste any time, <laughs> or else she changed her mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't want to. You want to make sure that didn't happen. Okay, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> and then you guys, you know, really wanted to serve the Lord, right? You want to serve the Lord together. And he brought you back to to Yap originally. But t- tell me about ministry for you. Yeah, before I talk about ministry, so 
while we're still uh, getting to know each other, we start praying on God's will for mm. if He really want us to be a partner in the future. So, Amen, uh, when we're praying and I got a burden for mission, mm. and then I talk to her about the possibility of going to Yap with me, and we pray for this specific island. That's Unity. Really? So, wow. Mm. And that's while we're still dating, mm. getting to know each other. And God, six years ago, God uh, allowed us to go go there. So, but straight out of uh, the Bible Institute, I went back and helped Pastor Mark for five years, serve as the youth pastor. And then when he went for, for his furlough, then I uh, fell in. And when he came back, he helped us transition to Eulity. Mm-hmm. And now we're there on the island of Lalapulity, trying to uh, reach out to people for Christ because the people there are all devoted Catholics. Mm-hmm. And we want to help them see that it's not about a religion, it's about a relation, having a relationship with Jesus. And before, when I just got there six years, uh, almost six years ago, they, I arrived on the ship a step on the beach and then the, when the ship take off and this is what they told me hey the ship is leaving mm. so it means we don't want you here so wow they tell you but, to get back on the ship is that yeah but now the attitude and the response is totally different than six years ago mm. so now we're able to minister to uh, four families for now and God is allowing us to have a worship time on Sunday and uh, our porch with Pastor Mark and uh, Greg came and helped us build and uh, just January 2020 we started uh, doing a Bible study with a man twice a month first week first Friday of a month and third Friday of the month so it's been a joy God is building his church on Ulithi and that's right there was no there's no gospel preaching church there at all right no and so god you're having the opportunity to speak to people about jesus see them come to faith and then see a church grow up there it's so thrilling i had the opportunity to be with you guys just for a little short time um the plane flew in we landed and spent a little time with you and then took off again but i was i just i was i loved the island <laughs> loved your home and it's awesome to see that little porch that's expanded a little bit <laughs> in order to fit a few people and mm. the church god's church is meeting right there mm. we don't have to have some special building this is the church on mm. um, that god is growing up there and and I love the idea that, you know, way back when you guys were just dating, you were <laughs> thinking and praying about ministry and about what God was going to do. Mm-hmm. That's such a sweet testimony of your desire to serve God. And so as a church family, we're thrilled to be a little part of what God's doing there. We're so thankful that you're able to come back and share with us at the church of, about the ministry. And also you're uh, able to um, connect with our Bible college students and telling them about about the ministry and challenging them for mission in the same way that you were challenged when when you were here. So we really, really appreciate that. Masensi, what would be the biggest challenge for you of life on Uliti and the ministry there? (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot? Yeah. But uh, 
praise the Lord that is with, with us there. And the thing that I'm facing is like some of the people are blaming, blaming me for what happened to James' lives and why he's, he's like, before he used to drink with them and mm. now he's not. So they will be like, one night, one of his best friends came, came to our house and with this vodka or what's that? Then he's just like, oh, I'm here so I can just ask you a question. And I say, well, what is that? What did you do with James that is, is not drinking? Mm. What is the thing that the thing that you did? And then I'm like, Oh, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything to him. That's why I married him, because I saw that change in his life, and I saw Jesus in him. And I'm just, that's the, if not just that guy, but some of the ladies, they were like asking me, what did I do? Mm -hmm. They were like, it's like, it seems like they're blaming me, but I didn't do anything. (laughs) It's Jesus, so. All I do is just pray for him and uh, help him and fix, fix his coffee in the morning. That's what, <laughs> that's, that's what, wash his clothes. <laughs> and you guys yeah. both teach, right? Yeah. You teach mm-hmm. in the schools, at U- Ulithi schools. Do you enjoy that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been challenging, but God is good. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys for being faithful there mm-hmm. and... Um, I believe I'm praying with you. I'm so excited about the four families that are meeting together. This is the fruit of mm. the ministry, and God is so pleased with that. And uh, praying that you'd remain faithful, continue to serve, and that God would just really grow up His church. Many, many people mm. on Ulithi would respond in faith. They need Jesus. There are probably some girls there that their story might be just like yours, Masensi, mm. and looking for hope. Mm. and uh, let's pray that they would find it and hear it in Mm. Jesus. Maybe sometimes when you don't even know that they're listening, God's Spirit may be working in their life. So, Thank you guys for being here, and uh, we're praying for God's blessing on your life. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. As always, we want to personally invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. You can join us for our morning service at 10.30 a.m. We do start at 9.30. We have adult Bible fellowships and children's programs at that time. Stop by our Welcome Center if you're not sure where to go. That's right out in front of the auditorium. You can get directions either to your class or to your children's class. And if you need any more information, you can go to hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.